listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned to the studio for episode 318. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what you been getting into this weekend? Um, this weekend, I decided to uh, go go way back. I, okay. I caught this clip on YouTube. I was either on YouTube or Instagram. I don't remember which one, but that shit was just too fucking funny to me, so I had to seek out the movie. It was like this chick, she was laying in bed, and she was like, oh, that was the best fucking I ever had. And the dude was just like, that's right, you fucking with the ace. Oh, and I, <laughs> I was like, yo. I was like, that nigga swag sold me on the movie instantly. Damn. And then, like, right after that, like, her husband comes home. Oh, shit. And, and he, <laughs> but it, <laughs> she's like, oh, shit, my, my old man is home. And he's just like, better go talk to him. While, <laughs> while, I ain't scared, nigga. You better go talk he, to him. While he's standing there in her fucking dresser mirror, Putting on his tie and shit, like Damn. getting fresh up. And as soon as the nigga comes, he does. That's right. I oh, fucked hold on, your hold bitch. He's, he's swagging down your bitch with a tie and suit, my nigga. Oh shit. Yeah. So the movie is called JD's Revenge, and it's okay. a black exploitation film. It's from 1976. Oh, that's classic, man. That's good shit right there. It, it was pretty fun. I, I fucks with it. Um, it, it's about this uh. This hustler from the 40s named JD and his piece of shit sister. They're both terrible people. Um uh, <laughs> his sister Brandy Joe is is fucking two brothers and has a baby by one of them and is trying to extort the other. Oh Jesus. And so that's how the movie opens. She's like, Oh, you want me to pay you X amount of money? No, fuck that. I'm about to tell your brother to save his baby or whatever, whatever. So Theotis Bliss, the elder brother, kills her in the opening. Oh, oh shit. And um Shortly there, you know, it's like, it's movie shit, so this all happens, like, right away in the opening scene. Yeah. And then JD comes in, sees his sister with her, her, with, with her throat cut on the floor, and then fucking uh, Theotis's younger brother, Isaac, comes in and then sees JD there, so he's like, murderer! Damn. And then Theotis, being the smart one, was like, oh, time to tie up this loose end and kills, <laughs> and kills JD Walker. <laughs> so uh, the movie is about uh, how JD Walker's vengeful spirit can't rest because you know his sister was killed and he's blamed for it and then he was then killed and so flash forward to the 70s where you meet ike the main character played by um oh, what's his name let me see here his name is uh glenn terman uh okay. you saw uh, um you saw cabinet of curiosities right oh yeah yeah i just watched that yeah yeah, yeah. you remember uh uh the detective in in uh, uh the autopsy the black dude Yes. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yo, yeah, that's him. Yo, that nigga's major famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew I recognized that <laughs> he was, he was, he's, he, he He's the actor that plays Isaac. So oh, that nigga's fucking movie career go back. Feel me? My man's been doing it from back in the day. So um, he plays this mild-mannered dude. He's he's a cab driver by day, and he's studying to be a lawyer with his, with his girl. And to kind of help them blow off steam, they go to this hypnotist show where after he gets hypnotized, his I guess that somehow makes it possible for your, you to be possessed by a vengeful spirit, I guess? Abs absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly over the course of the movie, he's t uh, JD, the spirit of JD starts taking over Ike, and it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Hyde situation where he slowly starts getting more and more and more. 
um, until JD completely takes over his body. And that's when the whole shit happens where it's like, that's right, you fuck up with the ace. That was JD. That was okay, not. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm dead swag, right? Yeah, I can got that kind of swag. No, nah, no. Nah, I, 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 I cause he's, he's pretty chill. But um, so the movie just uh, uh it, after after that whole shit happens, um, pretty much JD goes and gets revenge on the 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 Bliss brothers, the Otis Bliss and Elijah Bliss. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Sense the dude. Yeah, the the the, the Theotis is the one that killed him and his sister in the opening of the movie, and Elijah is just sort of the the younger brother who was like. He was the athlete. I mean, he was a boxer, and so his older brother Theotis was sort of like essentially building him up to get them both out the hood and create yeah. an empire type shit. And Theotis is not about to let anybody, Brandy, Joe, Ike, JD, nobody, nobody fuck away. up that plan. You feel me? So that's his motivation in the movie, and it's basically JD's spirit in Ike's body trying to get revenge on Theotis. And the movie ended up being pretty interesting, you know what I mean? I it, I I th- I watched it because I thought it was going to be ironically hilarious, mm-hmm. and it ended up only about fifteen percent of the movie is ironically hilarious, right? The okay. rest of the movie is actually pretty decent, and of course, Glenn Turman is like, bro, he, he he, I was really surprised to see real acting in that movie. <laughs> a lot of people take black exploitation as a joke. Like if you look at um Superfly. That movie's actually got some story to it, yo. Yeah. And the acting's not bad. You know, people take the fake karate and all that stuff and take it as too much. It's like, ah, it's just over the top. But it's like, yo, there'd be some some actual, you know, uh, substance in these movies. Yeah, for sure. But, like, what part was really funny was um, uh, uh, the death scene of of, uh, uh, <laughs> of Brandy Joe, bro. Because he, like, slashes her throat and she, like, throws her arms up and does this full yeah, spin. <laughs> like, the spin. Times, oh! the spin is classic death And move, I was bro. like, yo, that shit is wild as hell. But I, it was actually a pretty good movie, you know what I mean? I, I was expecting, like, Black Dynamite level of, like, humor the whole way through. But it ended up being, like, um... <laughs> It's <laughs> so like it ended up being pretty solid for like a good seventy to eighty percent of the movie is just solid, straight up, straightforward acting. So, I mean, uh, fair warning to anyone who would ever want to try it. There is a, a, a sexual assault scene in the middle of the movie when JD fully takes over, which was it was a bit much. It was a bit much, but back in the day, they didn't worry about all that. You feel though. me? It was because the way they did it, like it was it was hard to watch, bro. Because He's like mad fit in the movie, and he's holding her down, and his back muscles are hella pronounced and shit, and it just—it just looked real like. You could have suggested it. But I was you like, showed yeah, it. bruh, I, bruh, how long y'all gonna do this for, man? Because I'm about to, I'm about to skip. It's, 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 it's hitting skip territory, but yeah, she ends up getting escaping and, and getting out pretty quick as shit. But hey, overall, I would say the movie was very enjoyable, very funny. Um, and like I said, thankfully, not ironically so. It's only about 15% of it that was just so, like, you know, dated. I, mm-hmm. I would say that kind of made it like that. But overall, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun little foray into JD's Revenge. That's what's up. Have hey. you ever seen um, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song? No, no, I haven't. Bro, <laughs> That's a that, dope-ass name. Oh, bro, that is a classic. That's the first exploitation movie. dope-ass name. And, I mean, you want to talk about a sexual assault scene, it opens with... A woman sexually assaulting a juvenile uh, uh, Mario Van Peoples. Damn. Yeah, bro. And it's so it's funny because it shows how that moment in his life shaped so much yep. of his personality. Defines his character. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that's that's a very deep 
uh, concept to be bringing to the table is something that's supposed to be kind of unironically funny. You know what I mean? It's, it's very self-aware. Yeah. And even the characters, like, yeah, definitely if, if you're on your black exploitation um, um, vibe, check out Sweet Sweetback's badass song. Yeah. Cause sweet Sweetback, because that's, that's his name. That's, he grows up to be, and his name becomes Sweetback, and Mario Van People's characters. And, um, and it's just, it's a really good movie, actually, man. Yo. Like, if you watch it and you're looking at it with, you know, uh, an eye for what it was giving, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And not trying to impose your values on the movie, mm-hmm. you'll get a lot out of that one. I feel that. I, th- I feel like this one is very similar. To yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah, that, that that's a very good description of this movie as well. Because, you know, based on what you just said and, and this movie, it seems like it, it seems like the creators knew whatever they're in, but they still wanted to make a movie of some substance. But they sort of knew like, well, we got to do X, Y and Z in order to even get it on the screen. You know what it kind of tells me is that they knew how damaging a lot of this stuff was and it was actually handled with care but because of the lack of nuance of the viewer mm-hmm. it's totally missed exactly like the world wasn't really ready for mm-hmm. nuanced stories about black people in the 70s no oh no <laughs> no 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 and actually that's part of the story of sweet sweetback is the over sexualization of black men and how it shoves down their personalities because sweetback had he was a person but nobody in the movie viewed him as a person. Not the police, not the prostitutes, not his peers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a, it was actually really revelatory, man. Like, yeah, I watched that movie with a, with a, with a very discerning eye, and I actually walked away from it thinking, yo, this is something that people should be talking about, really and truly. If we're going to be going back and digging up old shit, we should <laughs> dig that up. Because honestly, if you look at it critically, they're, they're not portraying these things as good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not in the way where like you see a lot of nonchalant sexual assault going on, and nobody ever like uh, frames it as bad in the movies that they come out in. You don't get that from the black exploitation movies. You know what I mean? You see yeah. the harm caused by the the, the violent sexual encounters, Absolutely. and so I feel like that's actually way more present of mind than some of even because now it's it's approached as purely uh, accusatory instead of no this is a movie and someone's expressing something and we should learn from that expression rather than transposing ourselves and our values into it you know mm-hmm. but yeah dude that's what's up man that's a great little catch right there yeah that, that was pretty lit and uh the only other thing i saw was um i caught up on <clears throat> mob psycho season three oh, which nice. was the the ending of the that. of the story so that was that was really good. Yo, Mob is the man, by the way. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I love Mob's whole stick. Uh, uh, not even Mob. Fucking Reagan, bro. Reagan, Reagan is crazy, I realized bro. that Reagan <laughs> is the perfect com- is a character who's the perfect combination of shit and gold. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's yeah. an, he's a really really good person, but he's also a shit person. He's totally flawed. But he he never like he never punishes anybody for his shittiness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he realizes he's a shit person. And as such, he does his absolute best to be the best mentor he can for Mob, like the the father figure he essentially needs. Like he's he's always giving Mob good advice and trying to help him out, despite the fact that he's like, oh yeah yeah yeah, go go ahead and exercise that Fumito real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I I do like he's such a really well written character, and he was like, of course, 
super clutch in this season, but he's he's clutching every season. Nice. So I'm definitely looking forward to season three of that. Yeah, it, and what's really nice is it's an anime story that comes to a conclusion. You feel me? You don't get that too often because <sighs> a lot of them are really long and they don't often get enough adaptations to complete the series. So very true. Thankfully. Mob is Mob is there, so I, I'd recommend if anyone hasn't seen Mob Psycho 100, the entire series is out now. You should check that shit out. Yeah, definitely check it out because we will eventually talk about that, and when we do, it's gonna be spoilerific. Oh hell yeah, it's got oh, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man, the fights, bro. That's some sick ass Yo, fights. Yo, I man. love the animation of the fights, fights because there's not it. You know, I I do like me some high budget fights. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's all dope and stuff, but Mob's not high budget. I don't think like. The animation is very stylistic yeah. and really well done. It's one's art style. Interestingly enough, um, uh, Mob Psycho and uh, One Punch Man are written by the same author. They're also drawn oh. by the same author as well. However, oh. the the One Punch Man that you see on in the animation or in the anime is uh, a redraw by an artist by the name of Murata, okay. who yeah, rewrites ones, who re, who redraws ones ones um mangas for ones. Anime? Yeah, that particular one anyway. <laughs> and people liked it so much that it got a fucking anime adaptation. So That's dope. You know what I mean? So it's Mob Psycho, One Punch Man, definitely worth a read and or a watch, whichever is available to you. They're both mm-hmm. dope. But people dope. do complain a lot about season two of Mob of uh, One Punch Man. Cause really? Yeah. The, it, it, the I think it's a different studio than the first one. I'm pretty sure season one is Madhouse, and I don't remember who does yeah, season, season two. Yeah, season one is definitely Madhouse. I don't know who did season two. And, um, yeah, people people were shitting on that one a lot because it wasn't as good as the previous one. I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, but it's the internet, you know. <laughs> it's the it's internet. The internet. <laughs> That's what's up. What yeah, anime's gonna, gonna be on on. Anime's gonna do really well this year. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so that's what's up. So um, yeah, I checked out um. So I kept hearing a lot of buzz about this movie White Noise. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, let's check it out. Actually, Carolina put it on. I didn't even realize that was what I was watching until I, was, I asked her what the, the movie was. I was like, oh, okay, perfect. I was looking forward to trying to catch this. And, um, yeah, uh, I give it a solid four. <laughs> I give it a solid four. And, it's, and, and three of those points come strictly from the acting. It got full points for acting. Nice. Full points for acting. There is not a bad performance in that movie. Don't even get it twisted. At a four, you will see a bunch of, I would say, uh, award-nominating performances. Like, they were really good. The problem is, is that the story was literally trash. <laughs> the story was literally trash, you know? And I understand, wh- and when I say the story was trash, it was very relatable. Because uh, the general, and I'm gonna, it's just going to be spoilerific because it's been out for a while and um, I'm sure anyone who wants to see it has already seen it. But the general arc of the movie is about a college professor and his wife. And she's going through depression. And it's in, I think it's like, I want to say the 60s. So this is in the advent of psychotropic medicines. And so she, you know, she is attempting to participate in a study to 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 kind of like uh and and this is totally spoilerific so please like if you want to watch it just skip forward about five minutes but she's participating in this in 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 this study that's that's trying to develop antidepressants 
it gets shut down because obviously the antidepressants are hugely having negative effects on the people. Um, but of course, it's that at new this technology point, that we tell people about, bro. At, but at this point, she's become addicted. So they cancel the study. She ends up getting with the doctor to try to continue to get the medicines, and it's causing a lot of strain in her life. At the same time, the movie centers around a point in their life where there was a train accident that released a, a, a heavy chemicals into the air and causes their town to have to be evacuated. And it's the drama that leads them to come to understand what she's going through um, while they're trying to deal with the, the chaos of the town, um, which seems all really great. It's just paced terribly. <laughs> God, the pacing is so bad. And, 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 and it's weird because a lot of what I've consumed recently has just been really oddly paced. Like, I'm not really sure why they chose to do that given how much meat they had to talk about in the movie with the great acting. Like, they had Don Cheadle in it. They had, um, it was a lot of famous people. I can't remember. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver's performance is great. And there's tons of moments where they're having self-reflection, where they're delivering lines to themselves. Really well done. Just, just put together terribly. (laughs) Just, it, it was so much fun. Full mystery and just people being obstinate and weird. So that causes the story to just not progress for like 20 minutes at a time. And I'm just like, all right, guys, man, <laughs> how are you going to keep me interested? You know what I mean? And and not for nothing, they did keep me interested. But then at the end, I felt disappointed that I wasted my time. And that's not good. You know what I mean? And so as a movie, I, I just want to warn you guys, if you want to watch it, feel free. Don't let me stop you. But it's not a good movie. It's a movie that that middle-aged white women will all relate to because they all have this a, a very similar experience of dedicating their life to their family and then their family grows. And so once their family doesn't need them to, to be their whole, you know, uh, uh, matron, they lose the 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 um the the uh, purpose that they had, and it leads them to depression because their life up to that point wasn't they weren't encouraged to develop themselves. You know what I mean? Very relatable storyline, but it just didn't stick with me, man. And it and it's not it, the crazy part is like. There were so many times where, I, where me and Carolina were watching, and I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen because I've literally watched someone go through this situation. This, this, and this is going to happen. It exactly went out that way, and I'm like, guys, where's the novelty in this? Like, I want some creativity in, in the cinematography here, but it just relied on the actors to, to carry the entire show, which they did. But in the end, since the storyline wasn't put together particularly well, it fell flat, you know? And so, yeah, I'm sure it'll win awards because, <laughs> it, because it, it connected to a large demographic. And I feel like that's why they made it. They were like, oh, no, no, no. This will hit with a large demographic no matter what we do because it's relating to their life experiences and people just like that. And so they were like, all right, cool. We'll then just pad it with some great actors and we're money because they'll pull in the rest of the crowd and then we'll have a good movie, right? And it's like, eh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'll have a movie, 
it'll be a it'll be a saleable movie, but boy, oh boy, did I feel like I wasted a ton of fucking time <laughs> on that movie, bro. And I mean, like, I enjoyed watching Adam Driver. I mean, he really that guy's an amazing actor, dude. He's real fucking good. Yeah, and you know, Don Cheadle, good. Don Cheadle is this as a supporting actor. He's great as an as a as a uh, lead role, but as a supporting actor, oh my nigga, what? Yeah, that's having yo. He's a great nigga, roadie. So good, so good. And so yeah, man, just white noise. Ah, if if you're bored and it's free, it's worth the watch. <laughs> You know, I would not end up, I would not like go out of my way to watch that over something else. Um, but yeah, it, it was a rough ride, you know what I mean? Because, like, as I said, they kept me hooked with these amazing performances, but it, it didn't give me anything. You're watching a bunch of great performances only to say, like, but why did I just watch all those performances? You know, and I don't think that that's a, a good quality for a movie to leave you with, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a movie, you know, I gave it, I give it, and something I give a solid four to, and when I say a a super solid four, it's not a trash movie, you know what I mean? Like, it's in terms of, it's not basuda, it's not like just a throwaway thing, like, like, please just stay away from it so that you don't do yourself psychic damage, but it also is not the movie that they say it is, which could have been part of my issue as well, is that they set it up to be this fucking amazing movie. And it it really was very surface level. Like, all of the mystery in it was just waiting for an explanation. You know what I mean? Do you, do you, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's mysteries with yeah. intrigue. Yeah, there's a, a lot of... Um, patience. The, the, a, a lot of a Cabinet of Curiosities was like that. You know, and... and you know, so I'll, I'll quit. I'll quit bagging on 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 white noise. That's that's my general review of it. I gave it a general breakdown. There's tons of shit that happened other than what I said. So even though I did spoil a significant part part of it, there's still a lot more. But um, yeah. Now Cabin of Curiosities, I did catch that. I watched the first six episodes because they are long. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, not only are the episodes long, but as I was saying before, the pacing is wonky. It's super wonky. Um, but the difference is, is that out of the six episodes I watched, five of those episodes paid the fuck off. Yep. I mean, I ended up those like, holy shit. Like the one with the painter, my dude. Yeah. Yeah. That that ending was wild. Wild. Pikmin's Pikmin's model. Yes. Pikmin's Pikmin's model. model. Oh my gosh. That ending was crazy. So well done. I would say that one wasn't as slow because I feel like interesting things kept happening in that one. Absolutely. So I would say that one's probably the exception of slowness and the weird pacing that the rest of them had. Um, The skincare one, I actually did not make it through. I got to the point where she started making out with the thing. And, and then I was like, he was I'm just out. like, what the fuck is happening, right? You're like, what this the fuck is going on? It doesn't make sense, bro. It <laughs> doesn't make sense. The only way it makes sense is if she's hallucinating and she's imagining all that shit. But even in which her hallucination, how... why would she be making out with a puddle of goo? Bruh. You lost me. I, 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 I don't mean, know. after three days know. of you the skin me. rash, I was just like, all right, I, I can me. tell I'm not going to get this one. I'm just not going to get it. It wasn't made for me. I don't... The the only thing I liked about it is that the girl, the women who she was idolizing, they might have been superficial, but they weren't mean girls. Like, they didn't actually do anything to her. 
Which mm-hmm. this is true. That is yeah, far this more is true relatable. because I was expecting them to do some fuck shit with the Secret Santa thing. I was expecting there to be yeah. some sort of fuckery going on. She was the weirdo who brought a fucking stuffed duck to a Secret Santa. Like, all right, my girl, do you? <laughs> but like, funny. she taxidermied. Like, she got invited to a Secret Santa, and that night went out and shot a duck and taxidermied it in her home to give as a Secret Santa gift. I'm like, okay, you guys want to establish that she's weird? Established. It's pretty weird, yeah. Very established. It's pretty weird. Because you went from awkward to just, no, you are weird. Like, because a lot of people uh, who are socially awkward, they're not weird people, actually. They're actually really decent people with normal inclinations. It's just they don't meet what society is saying is supposed to be normal. And so they feel ostracized, rightfully so. No, she was genuinely weird. Like, she did not understand that, like, like, and and I you know I like to do this. If I was the person receiving that secret Santa, I'd be like, "Yo, you don't have to kill animals to give me a gift, dog. Like, <laughs> you killed that duck for no reason. Like, that was <laughs> fucked up. You know what it's I mean? Slutty. Like, it's just weird. Like, you went out and slaughtered an animal to give me its pelt. I mean, bro, <laughs> you want me to give you one of the ones I already made? You know one what I mean? The ones that are at home. I, I I would prefer you to just like go buy me a mug that says World Best Banker, and we can do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, yeah. but you missed the best part though. She wigs out when when uh um when she comes up after that stupid shit, her husband starts trying to talk sense into her. She murders that nigga. Oh yeah, nah, man. They murdered Guilfoy. I'm so glad I stopped. That shit wasn't worth watching. <laughs> she murdered that nigga. <laughs> and then Winston goes, takes like a uh a, 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 a basically a nap in the bathtub full of that goop. Wow. So she submerges herself in mm-hmm. it. And then comes out looking transformed quote-unquote the audience we see her as transformed but based on how the women react to her when she goes back to work you can definitely infer that she is not transformed at all and it's, all it's in her just head. in her head it's yeah it's hallucinations because they're and looking at her like did the you get homeopathic done? warriors i mean the homeopathic warnings on the commercial she was watching said you will hallucinate you will lose all feeling you will lose mm-hmm. all desires for things you like i'm like bitch then what is the point of looking good <laughs> You don't want to live anymore. You know, like, I don't know. It was just super weird. That one definitely. But that was the only one I felt that way about. It. No, the first one, Lot super 36. well done. Yeah. Super well done. And and it has my homeboy in it. Um, I Tim Blake Nelson? Name. Yes. Yeah. That nigga, Shout out to the black dude. I, I don't know who Yes, the, and the who black the, dude. Oh, I loved his character. Because I really appreciated their relationship. Mm-hmm. Because it was clear that they there was a racial tension there. But both of them... It was it was so emblematic of the world we live in, you know what I mean, and not in a yeah. not in a too on the nose way, you know what I mean. It was all exposited through the interactions, not through them telling us, you know what I mean, narratively what's going on with them, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed the the black actor. I can't remember his name, but he did a stellar job playing opposite of um uh, of the other main character. And that man, that one was crazy. It was really good, and I and it was a little bit slow in the middle, but not. I didn't feel like that one was particularly paced bad. Um, the because uh, that one's which, a lot shorter. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah that, that one's was Guillermo like Tutorials one, wasn't it? No, that was Guillermo no. something else. Guillermo, oh, I believe okay. his name begins with a V. My bad. I, I saw Guillermo and just <laughs> Villanueva. No, is it? I'm looking at something like right that. But now. yeah, Guillermo Navarro. Navarro. Um, and so, yeah, that, that one was really good. Uh, what was the second one? Uh, the second one, I believe was the autopsy. 
Oh, the autopsy was so good. That one was my favorite of the I series. I loved that one because it was very. That one again. It's uh, super the black actor's name is Demetrius Gross, by the way. Demetrius Gross. Yes, he's been in a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, but yeah, the autopsy, bro. That one is my the, favorite. For at the end, when they, when he, when he was talking to the alien, like, yeah. nah, B, Thug you it. fucked up, bro. Thuggin. He's you like, oh, fucked up. I think you'll find that the new place is uh, is a little dark, dark right now, and also there's really a terminal quiet. leak. Bits. And a leak. Bits. I, I, bro, that doctor was so so great. Gangster. What a great character. Yeah, and it was so great how they they intimated early on that, you know, he he's not long for this world anyway. Mm-hmm. So when he and, and and the alien's a fucking idiot. You threatened his friend. <laughs> with, you threatened a man's best friend who has nothing to live for. Good luck. Yeah, that's very true. Good yeah. luck. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, don't fuck with my friends when I have nothing to live for yep, because I'm that's a fact. I'm a bad extremist in that. Like, oh cool. Yeah. All the rules are done. The last thing you, you want to do up. is like limit my options. Ha ha ha. I backed you into a corner. Ha ha. Isn't a it word? funny? Oh, okay. It's funny, huh? Okay. I'm a firm believer in, in option C. You feel don't me? Don't give me an A and B because I'll make option C D all the rest of them shits. And I'll make you have to parlay me through all them bitches. Play <laughs> with me. Cause I don't but then again, you know, that's People respond differently to stuff. So, but he responded in a way that I felt very viscerally was the way that that I would have appreciated. Like that one was really good. The autopsy, yeah, Um, super cool. Yeah. So and like I respect that doctor so much because I don't know if I would be able to like endure the pain of stabbing myself in one ear, then the next Next ear, then the next eye, then the next Next eye, eye, and then just. Cutting your throat so that you don't die instantly, but you still so that you die slowly enough that you can still glow to the motherfucker trying to, to take over it. your body. Like that's some thugging ass shit, bro. Yeah, that shit was super G. That was super cool. The only thing I noticed <laughs> throughout them is like none of these niggas do work with gloves on. All of these niggas like will touch corpses and do all that shit. Wash no your gloves, hands, nigga. Like, all right, bruh. <laughs> Um, and then there was the Undertaker one, where that nigga. Oh gosh. yeah, Graveyard Rats. Graveyard Rats, bro. Uh, I enjoyed that one. That one was far simpler, mm-hmm. way more, way more basic. Very straightforward, just yeah. Really entertaining character in a very high te- uh, suspense uh, situation that I found endearing. I think actually that was the second one. Yeah, because yeah. I did notice I, I, I that. I switched them um, around. Yeah, Graveyard Rats is number two. Autopsy's three. N- number three, because I, I I remembered that the in the 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 first one the guy was being you know uh, uh, overcome by debt, and the same thing happened in the second one. I was like, okay, are there going to be just a <laughs> batch of themes that carry on? But it wasn't. It was just a, a commonality, and they might have put each other put them next to each other because of that, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the the second one was the he, he, there's an Undertaker who also doubles as a grave robber at night. But um, he tries to sell his uh, wares to uh, an occult black market, but he hasn't been doing well because the rats have been taking <laughs> over his uh, cemetery. And so... Um, and understandably, yeah. his middleman don't believe none of that none shit. None of it. Nah, fuck out of here. Feel me? Oh, yeah, nigga? Rats stealing your fucking take, The bro? whole corpse, huh? <laughs> Everything? Really? Yo, no, no, really, though. <laughs> really? They took the whole thing, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like, I thought he was bullshit. I thought he was full of shit until, like, until he opened the case. I was like, oh, shit, these rats are serious. Yeah, yo, my nigga, 
at the point where he's about to make his big come up, and then the rats take the whole body, body, son. I'd have been like, yo, I need to get me some napalm. I'm killing all these niggas. <laughs> all of them. I'm coming genocide on the rat kingdom, nigga. What? Because he was this close to finally digging himself out the hole. <laughs> yeah, that saber would have been a come up, son. Oh, absolutely. That man had all gold teeth, a saber, a, a, a platinum placard. Over his his head, like, that was a very valuable coffin. Yeah. You know, and, and his wife was like, nah, we need to give him everything to give him say He was just sitting there <laughs> licking his lips. Yeah, 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 all that, all that. But um, that one was really good. Um, And then it went into the... The next one was outside after that, and yeah, then and Pikmin's model. And then Pikmin's model, which, gosh, man. That one is the, so Pikmin's model and I think the Witch's House are based off of Cthulhu. Um, yes, mythos. Both of them are short stories written by H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, which I always have to to say uh, this disclaimer: Fuck H.P. Lovecraft. He is an amazingly degenerate racist. Um, <laughs> absolutely, don't support anything that would give his estate money. His children are horrible racist. Fuck them as well. Um, but with that being said, I do love the stories. Stories be mad creative. Cosmic <laughs> horror is a genre because of him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, despite the, the personal uh, foibles, uh, the stories are great. And boy, did that one hit Lovecraft on the nose. The insanity. Yeah. The, 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 the dark, ominous buildup. Oh, so well done. So well done. Yeah. Uh, Pikmin's Model, another great one. Um, and then The Witch's House was the one with the twins. Mm-hmm. Which I enjoyed that one actually. I didn't understand it at the end. Um, I didn't really get like the. Uh, I didn't. I didn't initially put the voices together from the beginning with the the man faced rat. <laughs> and I don't know what his connection to Kizia was. I think yeah, I don't know either. It seems but, like he may have been like a follower of hers or something. I, I, I don't think know. he might have been the one who was really getting her to. He might have been the one who corrupted her. Possibly, yeah, because he's the one that made mm-hmm. it out in the end. Yep, um, and and everything she she didn't she seemed mindless at the end. She just seemed like she was being controlled, you know. Um, I I that one I wondered because uh you know there was the the black nun and then her sister, mm-hmm. and then throughout the the exposition the sister takes them to take refuge in the 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 church. And then she breaks the glass and kills her sister. And then she's mad cool with them. Like, nah, nigga, we splitting up after this. Bro. Yeah, I, 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 we splitting up after this. The sister didn't have to die there, bro. No, that shit was wild. I was like, I, I, I see it. I guess it fits the story. But I would, I thought that the sister would have been a little bit more distraught at the death of her family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Outside of that, it was an interesting story. Uh, I thought I, I, it, it sucks that. It, he wasn't smart enough to just tell them that the name of what he was doing was something else. Because, yeah, if you tell me you're taking liquid gold and it takes you to the next level, I'm going to tell you you're fucking crazy and you're a drug addict and stop asking me no, to no, do no, this. No, 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 It gets me to the other side, okay? I just got to go to the shady place yeah. and talk to this dude in the corner. No, and I got to talk to this Native this American shaman. Liquid gold. It's an extract from a from, from cactus plant. Now, you just give me a little bit more money and I swear I can get my sister back <laughs> on the other give side. Me a little bit more money. And well, that was bro. the part that was like, all right, bro. You sound like a crackhead. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, I was. Bruh. <laughs> he, he was wiling, but um, and uh, his his love for his sister was a little bit incesty. It was a little bit much because I understand the trauma as a youth, but when you meet her on the other side and she tells you she's okay, she's come to terms with her death. 
Now you're being selfish, my nigga. Now you're being a weirdo. <laughs> but that's the point, though. You know, like he he had lost himself, and I think it, it was more so at that point he was doing more so for himself than for absolutely. his sister. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? It, it, it's him trying to, it's him trying to get redemption for what he failed to do as a child more than anything else. And he was just so blinded by that that it, it caused him to lose perspective. Yeah, yeah. And so it it fit. It it, it fit. It just felt rough to me. Like gosh. That was your out, bro. That was your out <laughs> to make to to not be fucking puppeted by a rat for the rest of your life, you know. Nah, there is no out if a sister is still in, you know. Yeah, but she was dead. Man. I don't know. That's like yeah, yeah. That... But, but again, we're yeah, rational we're people. Rational you feel me? Yeah. That's a character. That's a character in a static story, and that that's just how his flaws manifest. Trauma, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, but... Yes, he was wildin', but he was wildin' from jump. You know, still what I'm entertaining. I. Would... His friendship with Frank was really like endearing because Frank was trying to support him. My man him, stuck around for so long, bro. Because he really he believed him, but he needed the proof because he didn't believe he wasn't a believer. Yeah, he believed his friend was telling him the truth, and he wanted his friend to show him the 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 evidence of what he was doing before he said, "No, nigga, you're crazy. Stop it." You know, and, and he also, went down the valley. He went down the whole road with him. Yeah, and also real life was calling niggas. Like, yeah, that niggas, job wasn't making no money. They were literally <laughs> they cutting were their shutting money. down places left yeah. and right. The, their society, they were shutting them down left and right. Yeah, and so those first six, I think, hit very solidly with me, with the exception of one. And so I'm looking forward to the the other two. So if um if if though if that little rundown piqued your interest, check them out because we're gonna talk about the the last two episodes next episode. Um. But yeah, dude, Cabinet Curiosities, as you said, difficultly paced, but well worth the watch. Well worth the watch. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro don't miss, though. He don't miss. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and hit up some of these here topics going on. Because let me tell you, man, shit's been going all kinds of sideways all over the place. So, um, you know, I, I want to start out with this one because there's a little, you know, I, I follow personalities more than entertainment from entertainers a lot of times because I could see the value in someone even if I don't particularly consume their art you know what I mean I like to 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 witness greatness even if it's not greatness that I personally and enamored with and so uh there was a rapper named O3 Greedo who was who was becoming more prominent you know what I mean he's becoming very popular he's from the streets involved in the street life and ended up uh, getting in trouble in Texas. So he got sentenced to 20 years for something that went down. That's um, rough. Got, he, he went through his trial, got his verdict, didn't, didn't, didn't uh, put anyone's name in the, in the smut. And so he was sentenced, and he was serving his, uh, his, uh, his term. And five years in, he's getting released because he has shown that through his time there, he has progressed and that he actually convinced the parole board that he can finish out whatever remainder is necessary to be fulfilled outside on parole. And that's such a, to me, I think that is hugely important for these young guys that come from the streets to learn is that you, listen, it's the, I have a simple rule. STFU, STFD, GTFD. Shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down, grow the fuck up. 
That's it. Stop talking, do your time, and use it to become a better person. Stop thinking that you can get yourself off of this shit. Because all you're doing is making your life harder in the future. You got mixed up in this, my nigga. You are going to have some consequences for your actions. Don't run from them. Because running from those consequences will only make your life harder. And in doing so, you will get other people caught out. And that's for the police to do. That's not for you to do. You know what I mean? So I want to shout out O3 Grudo for being a stand-up nigga. Taking his time without putting no one's name on the streets. And actually using that time to his benefit. Because I, let me tell you, my nigga, Texas prisons ain't letting nobody out of a 20-year sentence after five years unless you have proven to that board that you can be of value to society. Because Texas is one of the top three states in, in, in prison labor. They want your black, big black ass in there yeah, Texas, doing work. Texas is a lock em up state. Yeah. So I want to I wanna shout out O3 Greedo as a fan of him as a person from what I know of him. I think that that's really stand up. And that's that's not a story you're going to hear a lot in the wake of the um, YSL trial and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And, 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 and speaking on that, that's another one where it's like, you got to understand, like, this whole discussion of what's snitching, what's not snitching is just, it's a bunch of people who have no clue how the streets work talking about it. Snitching is something that if you participate in a crime with someone and then to lessen your time in jail, you bring them down with you, that is snitching. If you're not a criminal and you're just talking to police because you have no parts in that, that's ratting. It's not the same thing. And, and honestly, it comes with different penalties in the streets. And it's, and, and it's something that probably shouldn't even be in the discussion of people who are all civilians. It's one of the reasons why street niggas stay away from civilians when it comes to street shit. Because it's different rules. As a civilian, you can't snitch because you ain't part of this shit. You ain't in the streets. You have to participate in the crime to be a snitch. Now, if you just out here peeping, peeping, peeping and stool pigeoning on niggas, that's... Listen, if you just out here yapping your mouth to police like Charleston White for funsies, you a rat. And that'll have its own penalties. You know what I mean? But, you know, the whole thing with, is Gunna a snitch. From Gunna's statement, Gunna was not involved in any of this. Gunna is a rapper. He is not in the streets. And so if they were using money from... The, you know, if YSL was taking the money it gets from managing me and doing all that shit, that don't got nothing to do with me. I, that's not snitching, dog. That's, I, 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 I think Pusha T said it, sorry, nigga, I'm trying to go home. Or I'm trying to come home. You know what I mean? Like, you call it snitch. I call it, sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a different thing. And so we shouldn't be, as civilians... We shouldn't be over here passing judgment on these niggas and all that stuff. That's the court's job. We could just sit here and humbly say, hey, yo, you might not have wanted to kill some of those people because this is where it's gotten you. But outside of that, whatever Gunner's relationship to, to YSL and all that stuff is, I'm pretty sure it had nothing to do with Gunner performing crimes. He was performing uh, 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 Top Off. You know what I mean? He was performing rap songs. But he was not 
performing crimes from what I understand. And so can he be snitching? No. No, Gunna can't snitch. <laughs> Gunna can't snitch on something he never participated in. You know? And so, yeah, that's just one of those conversations I see keep on popping up. And I'm like, yo, let's stop this, please. Because you, you're, you're bringing people into this conversation who just don't understand what's going on. And then they're sitting here trying to project it onto people. And, and, and these are the kind of people who end up sitting on juries and stuff. It's like, yo, don't just stop. This, this conversation isn't helpful to anybody, you know? But yeah, yo, shout out to 03 Greedo for being a stand-up dude. That shit was dope, you know what I mean? I, I, I think the fact that he went in on a 20-year bid and was able to, to use that time and get released on five, that's stand-up right there. You know what I mean? Now, I, I hope that wasn't because he, he might have turned afterwards and said, hey, I got information for a shorter sentence. I don't know. I don't think that's what happened. But if barring that, I think that 03 is, is somebody who... These young rappers who are in the streets who are trying to make it out could 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 take a lesson from. But yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, moving on from that, speaking of more on law enforcement, this is this is so emblematic of the issues that I have with, with law enforcement in this country. After all of the shit that's been going down, this year, or I'm sorry, uh, 2022, wrapped up to be... Uh, the largest year for police killings on record. Now, this partially could be because they're finally actually the, tracking it. Yeah, now. taking the metrics because I remember. Um, I think I was living in Oakland at time, so it was probably like around 2015. I was doing research and I had been working um remotely with uh with with a research institute, and they were asking me to 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 um uh, uh collate data on police activity in Oakland, which I was like, yeah, cool. That's dope. I'm I'm down to do that. And I was and when I started contacting Leap, which is law enforcement against prohibition, stuff like that to try to get data because you you can't contact directly like the um the fraternal order police. They won't give you the data. You have to go to ancillary law enforcement uh, organizations that work with law enforcement to get the data because the law enforcement won't give it to you. And so when I contacted them, they were like, oh, no, they don't, they don't actually track that. We can, we can tell you how many people died, and, and it, through the autopsy, it came back that they died from police bullets. But what we can't tell you is the exact number that police have killed through all of their activities, whether it was asphyxiation through, through uh, uh, malconduct, whether it was um, neglect in the prisons. Um, you know, all of these things do do add to the police murder rate. They're directly affiliated with it. And there was no one conglomerating that information. And nobody believed me. And I was like, no, there is no, I mean, maybe the FBI has the number, but they're not releasing it. That's not, a, they're not releasing public information on police killings. No one believed me. And it wasn't until they, they said, all right, we're gonna go try to find somebody who might have better contacts than you. And they came back and they were like, oh yeah, no, it didn't exist. And I was like, all right, well, Sorry, yeah, that's what I told you. But it's like, no one believed me. And I'm sitting here trying to let people know, like, yo, this is a major issue. That police are not being held accountable to the people who die in their custody. You know, like, that's, that's a major thing. And then moreover, we don't even know how many times people die. And then it is the, the coroners give the police a favorable autopsy. Like, no, 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 no. They, they had a heart condition. It had nothing to do with what you did. They would have died anyway. 
which is what they always try to do. They're trying to do that to Keenan Anderson right now. They were like, hey, he had, check this out, cocaine metabolites. So that means that he might have taken cocaine a week ago. So that's why we killed him today. And I'm like, yo, my nigga, these people are out of control. But the fact of the matter is, is that despite all of that supposed progress seven years later in 2022, we're looking at the highest rate of police killings. And the sad part is, is that it's not, gen- it's not race specific. They're killing everybody in the streets. Like the police see themselves as separate from the citizenry fundamentally. And it's weird. It's a terrible thing in this society. And, and I don't know how much longer we can go with the militarization of the police before this hits a, 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 a major watershed moment. Because you can't keep killing people in the streets. Like, I, I, I just don't know of any societal organization that's able to do that and not have what ha- like what's happening to Iran, where they're tired of, of, of young women being brutalized by the police because of their headscarves. You know what I mean? Like, I'm waiting, for, I, I'm really wondering, like, if America has that threshold in it. Like, is there a threshold where the police have just done too much? And I don't know, man. It's pretty fanatical. The, the love of law enforcement in this country is pretty fanatical, dog. And so I don't know. I don't know. Do you, where does that go? You know, where does, where does society go when the, the, the law authority is that degenerate? You know, I, I, I don't know. It seems like a, not a good place, though. Uh, but, yeah, that was one of the, the things that ran across the feed. Uh, moving from that, uh, so we got Karen Bass here trying to uh, do her her first uh, few major policy decisions as mayor of LA, and of course one of her uh, one of her um, major campaign um, points was dealing with the homelessness. Now, a large part of homelessness is due in part to mental health issues. That, that, I, it's a very prominent factor in the homeless population. Now, one of her remedies is, is to send in police to detain people and force them into treatment. It's not the way. It, it isn't. This is not the way. Now, and, and I've worked in social services before with kids. One thing you cannot do to, I, I'm assuming anyone, because you definitely can't do it to younger people. Because I, I, when I worked at Optimus Youth Home, I was working with 15 to 18-year-olds. So I, I, I call them kids. They're kids to me. You can't force them to accept any help. All you can do is impress upon them the good nature of the help you're offering. Man, that ain't about age. That's just humans in general. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, I, I don't want to miss the nuance of where my experience comes from, but I'm pretty sure that's how all humans operate. You cannot force someone into treatment. You just can't. It won't work. It will not work. And so it feels like they're, they're turning these mental health institutes into like Arkham Asylums, you know, and it's a bad way to be. 
because you don't want to have an overcrowded mental health facility. That is a hotbed of making people's problems worse. You know what I mean? Um, one thing that I learned is sick people can't help sick people. That's not really a thing. You know, sick people might be able to offer some form of moral support, but they themselves don't have the skills of personal progression to give to somebody or to even model to someone to be able to help bring them out of out of uh, maybe a mental distress situation. And unfortunately, if you round up all of the homeless in, in L.A. and put them in these facilities, the likelihood is that they are going to come into far more contact with other mentally ill people than with trained professionals who can help them. And moreover, I know for a fact there's not enough trained professionals to help all of the homeless people in the city. There's not enough trained professionals to help the general population, you know? So the idea that there's going to be a groundswell of professionals who are capable of, of helping these people or and willing, because I know a lot of, of therapists and psychologists, they try to stay away from the extremes because they want to help people. And it's really hard to help people on the extremes, but it's way more effective to help someone who's on the path to depression. It's way easier and it's way more beneficial to help someone who might be uh, uh, feeling distressed than it is to help someone who is already suicidal or who has already broken down the social moorings that would make them capable of living in a communal situation. You know? And so, yeah, we... <sighs> At least she didn't just hire more cops. I guess that's a good part of it. But the utilization of, of the police that she's using right now, I think is going to end terribly. Especially because forcing people into treatment is going to create violent encounters. And you don't want violent encounters with the police. That's just... That's just going to end up decreasing the homeless population manually. You know what I mean? And so it's it's one of those things where I, I'm, yes, I a thousand percent believe that these people need treatment and help, but it can only be at their behest. They can't, we cannot impose that on people. And it's not because I don't want to, it's because I know it doesn't work. If I, listen, there's a paternalistic instinct in me that says, hey, if I know what's best for you, I'm, I'm not going to, to play with the idea that we need to ingratiate your base desires. If we all already know that those base desires are going to lead you to very negative outcomes. But at the same time, you have to respect the agency of adults. They ain't my kids. You know what I mean? I could do that with Kendrick. You can't do that with grown people. You know, and so I get the inclination. I understand it. It's one that any parent would have when they see somebody who they're supposed to care about in distress. But then you have to moderate that with the understanding that people have agency. And we already live in a country where people just want to throw their agency to the wind. Everybody wants to just say, hey, well, you know, I could have I could have not done that, but I wanted to. So I did it. And now I have to deal with the consequences. Like, yeah, you know, that's your agency right there. That's your agency, you know? And you can't remove that from people. 
That's the, and 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 it's mainly because humans just don't react well when you take their agency. Like when you take their ability to exercise their quote unquote free will, they tend to rebel. That's about as natural of an inclination as I've seen from a human, you know. And so yeah, as as I'm 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 happy that she she didn't choose more violent means. But I don't think that this is going to have the the end results that I think that a lot of the the constituency that is supporting this is actually expecting, you know. And so that's that's one that I was like, man, a little bit disappointed in how that went down. But yeah, moving on from that, <clears throat> have you heard about the uh, the the glass stove? Oh, I'm sorry, the gas stove controversy. Yeah. <clears throat> They're coming to take your gas stove, bro. So, the um, and and this is the funny part. This is the fucking funny part because when you hear the 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 actual story, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Oh, oh yeah, I'm familiar with it. I know, I, so, I know it's just retarded people saying that. It's or, just retarded or stupid people it's saying that. I, I, I'm fully aware. So, <clears throat> so the um consumer consumer um. Confidence Bureau. It's the uh, the cons- uh, the Consumer Protection Bureau. Um, I don't know how this didn't happen before, but was running tests on 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 uh, gas stoves and found that even modern gas stoves were releasing an immense amount of uh, the byproduct of burning the gas. It's it's monoxide and something else. Um, carbon monoxide and, a, and another um, another chemical that was linked to a 12% increase in the formation of respiratory issues in children. Which is, it, it, that seems plausible because carbon monoxide is not supposed to be abundant in our environment. You're lighting a gas stove in an, in an enclosed place. A lot of places don't have good ventilation. Ipso facto, your lungs are going to be under stress, especially during the developmental stage. Now, adults who encounter it, our lungs are larger and stronger than baby lungs. And so we don't get affected. But they found that, yes, it is very, uh, 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 it has a very uh, notable, because a 12 point something percent increase in a chance is actually substantial. You know, anything more than a 3% increase is not really tenable. You don't, if there's a 3% chance that something can give you cancer, you'd probably stay the fuck away from it altogether. Because the likelihood of you using it frequently and frequently enough to roll that three is probably high. So they released this report and said, hey, it would be in most people's best interest, where possible, to not use gas stoves. That was the whole report. So here comes the Republicans. They're taking your gas stoves. They're never, they want your freedom. Social media is flooded with pictures of people with gas stoves just running all of the burners at once for no reason. Just like out of control, bro. And it's like, to be fair, that plays out exactly how I expected to. Nothing about that is surprising to me. You feel me? Something rational was said. People who stand to gain from it blow it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. People not smart enough to realize it's blown out of proportion or not interested in actually educating themselves do something stupid in order to react to the misinformation mm-hmm. they just had. Bro, that's been classic America for like the last eight years. And, see, and that's the social media environment. But I think what the Democrats are missing right now with this whole thing is like, yes, all of that media storm is the is the utter 
nonsensical nature of internet responses to serious things. But what Democrats have failed to understand is that actually 80% of the country is not on social media. They're not consuming that. A lot of them are consuming, consuming Tucker Carlson. But their problem with this is, is that if you take my gas stove and I live in Texas and our fucking electrical grid is trash, what you're telling me is, is that I'm running the risk of having long periods of ha having a stove. And I've had this stove for several generations, or I've been using gas stoves for several generations, and all my friends seem fine. So I don't believe you. And it's not because you're not giving me facts. It's because I don't want to believe you because there is no tenable replacement. You cannot tell people in Texas and Wisconsin and Montana that they cannot have gas stoves because they regularly lose electricity in the winter. So you're telling them they're going to have to go weeks without being able to cook food in the winter? Just, just not going to land. It doesn't matter how stupid or smart they are. You're going to have to have a better viable re uh, response. But or you're going to have to fix the fucking power grid. Isn't that where the where possible comes in into, into play? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, absolutely. But you're talking to, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. to uh, super stupid. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. so, <laughs> you know, you... you you have to I don't expect them to make up. smart decisions yeah, at all. That was never on the table. You got to back that up with, and because of that, we're investing a billion dollars into the Midwest electrical grid to make sure that all of you can have the power you need to run your your stoves. Now, I think you might be reaching people, and that's not even through rationalization. It's through here's free shit. Here's a better electrical grid. Who's not? Who's gonna fight that? I mean, that sounds good, but I feel like. Money is not the reason why Texas does not have a good electricity. Yes, it is bad government. You feel me? Even if you did give that money there, I guarantee to you, Abbott would not put that towards anything actually beneficial for the state. No, he'd probably put it towards lawyers to chase down abortion victims. I feel me? I think that's the real problem with that issue. That, unfortunately, there's just certain states and with Democrats, bro, you lost them, bro. You lost them. You feel me? That's the, that's <laughs> you the lost scary them, polarization honey. of this country. That's how polarized this country is. I don't think you can. I don't think you can reach those people. No matter how, no matter how long you take to make a nuanced argument that covers everything that you think is going to be like, okay, I, th I think this is pretty rational. I think this brings about the issue in its entirety in a simple way that people can understand. Nah, be nah, nah. nah. <laughs> you I think me? you're overestimating the. You I, 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 no, Even but, if you do do that, it would still get rejected because yo. guess what? It's not. You have a D next to your name. Mm -hmm. Therefore, everything you say is a lie by my standards. Because I have an R next to my representative's name. Yep. And so I trust them. Not you. I don't trust nothing you say. And unfortunately. They, the worst part is that they're such liars. The Republicans are such liars. It's like, man, how did you garner so much goodwill with these people lying to them so because much? Because they're con men who chose their yeah. cons correctly. The cons are good. The cons you are real good. choose your cons correctly. You and also me? the Democrats are also fucking disgusting, too. So Yeah. It's like the Democrats are not actually competing against the Republican. That's another thing. They're not trying no. to really stop the Republicans from doing what the Republicans are doing. They're just trying to get them to do it their particular way. Yep, exactly. Mm, that goes back to what I've always said. We're in the monoparty system. This is the monoparty system, baby. You're just looking at two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this whole gas stove debate just, it really crystallized that for me. Like, oh, no, 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 no. This is, the, this is America now, and this is how it's going to function into the future. 
And unless I learn to 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 deal and 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 uh, interface with that, I'm not going to be able to to crit- critique politics because that is what it is, and that's hard to critique when people are just acting crazy and in and in, in, in ways that are outside of their best interests. It's really hard to critique politics when people do that, you know. But here we are, and and honestly, this one like. You see, like, vaccinations are very invasive. You want to stick people with needles. Like, people have phobias of that stuff. Like, they don't want to do it. Like, I can get why, you know, people, you know, get their lizard brain takes over when, when, when you talk about vaccinations sometimes. Like, they're not, you're not thinking, you know what I mean? But it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, even to save your kids from respiratory issues, you're not going to do anything about that? All right. All right. I, 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 we're working off of different axes here. Got it. You know, we're not working on the same, you know, X, Y axis. You know, you're working on, on an, an AC axis, and I don't even know what the fuck that looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm only, I'm only good with regular three-dimensional geometry, you know? And so, yeah, dude, that shit is, it's sad because it, it really does show that the government, the government, even if the government tried to be a good regulator, it couldn't. It couldn't at this point. It's completely out of the purview of our government, which is like, all right, man, well, can we just get the collapse on already, dude? Like, y'all niggas are pushing it down the road. Like, can we just get this done? Because it's like an inflating balloon, you know? The longer you take to, to prick it with that needle, is the bigger the boom's going to be. Nah, Karee, you misunderstand. It is collapsing, but it's really big, so it can't, it literally cannot collapse fast. It has to collapse slowly. It's, it's yeah, a physics thing, you know what I mean? The, the fast collapse is war, like yeah. internal war. That's fast <laughs> Pretty collapse. much, yeah. Pretty much. For this shit to, to get, if, it, you know, it's it's a dying giant, man. You know, it's got a, there's a lot of systems that's got to die before it can't move anymore. It's, yeah, it's got a lot of momentum. It has a ton of momentum. But yeah, yeah, that was that was another one on the feed that I'm just like, yo, can y'all, I'm just muting this whole keyword. Fuck this shit. <laughs> don't, don't, I don't want to see nothing about a ca- gas stove <laughs> on my timeline anymore. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's so funny. To watch. It's <laughs> so <laughs> funny when people just, you know, it's there's just no dealing with things rationally in our fucking and on a large scale anymore. You know what I mean? It's nope. like the minute a, a story is above a certain size, it automatically attracts the crazies and it automatically gets like picked apart by. That's why I find interests. it so problematic that the news reports tweets. It's so bad. It's so bad and so toxic. That's why I, I, and I shouldn't say I don't watch any news that that reports tweets, but I do not take seriously any news outlet that reports daily on the tweets of anyone, period. Democracy now is pretty good. Like once in a while, they'll highlight like a popular tweet, but it's never usually like a crazy tweet. It's like when Biden makes policy and he announces it through a tweet, that's different because there's a whole C-SPAN session that you could back that up with. You know what I mean? But like, you know, when like Fox was daily blast out all of Trump's tweets over their feed, <laughs> it's like, oh, y'all think you're just unserious. You're just unserious about the news. And I get it, you know, like, but yeah, so that, that one was, was another uh, fun one. Uh, moving on from that, dude, did you see this fucking Tesla that shut down on the Bay Bridge and caused a pileup and almost killed a kid? No, I did not hear about that. Bro, the Tesla just stopped on the Bay Bridge. You know what I mean? Like, and this is the dangers of of removing all of the analog controls from a car. 
and having it purely digital because we talked i mean we didn't talk about it but we we watched upload yeah was it up upgraded or uploaded the the one where the the guy's wife died in the car accident and he goes and meets the guy and he puts the chip in his spine uh, i think that's upload is it yeah i think, I think so. it's upgrade um, oh yeah, yeah. Upload is something else. Upload is a TV series, which I did watch. Is yeah, it's that Upgrade. Bad. That's the one. Yeah. So we've seen Upgrade. Um, what was the other one where 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 they took control of the car and killed somebody in it? Um, but you know, Hollywood has been prepping our brains for the dangers of automated cars for a long time, but now we're seeing an automated and not for nothing. And I will always call back to this. There was that reporter that died when his Tesla was going almost 100 miles an hour on a local road when he was by himself. He wasn't racing. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't none of that. His Tesla just flew him into a tree. while he, And that was after he had reported on, on, on Tesla, uh, Tesla's malfeasance in their factories. Let me tell you, man, super fishy. <laughs> super fucking fishy. Nothing to see here, guys. Move along. Nothing to see here. And, you know... I want to see, was it Michael Hastings? Can you Google that name? See if that, if he has a. Yeah. Is a journalist as Michael Hastings was yeah. a journalist? Does he, did he pass away? Oh, let's see. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't want to, to, to misrepresent him because I did feel really bad. He was a really good journalist. Um, but yeah, dude, these, these automated cars, let me tell yeah, you. June 28th. Yeah. June, 2013. Yep. And you know, I, 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 I I don't want to sound like a Luddite. I don't want to sound like someone who's fighting against the modernization of these vehicles because electric cars do, do serve a segue towards getting away from the gas economy. The problem is, is that we produce all the electricity with gas, you know what I mean, with coal and all the shit that's polluting the air. But once we deal with that and we find clean ways of producing electricity, electric cars will be very valuable. Uh, Minority Report was another one where the automated cars were very dangerous. You will get, you know what I mean? They were tools of the authoritarian. I mean, you don't even have to go to movies, bro. People are hacking ring cameras left and right, bro. Yeah. You feel me? People are hacking digital things that that we've made digital that don't need to be digital already and doing shit with them. Your webcams, all that. People are already hacking stuff like that. So it's not exactly far-fetched. So if people don't believe you, it's all good. He's like, all right, it's all good. The evidence exists. You know what I mean? It's already happening. People are all people. Wireless key entries. People can steal wireless key. Wireless cars. You feel me? Oh, let me tell you. It's not far fetched. It's not science fiction. It's already happening in real life. So it's not that like it's not that crazy to think that somebody can do that with a car. Bro, in Newark, they uh, the kids learned how to uh, spoof key fobs Mm -hmm. and were stealing really expensive cars. Yep. It was like, oh jeez. Feel me? Remember, remember those fucking stupid scooters? Yeah, Bruh, motherfuckers stole them shits too. Yeah, because it's digital fucking technology. You feel me? It, it, that's just how mm-hmm. it is. If if it's if it's got a computer brain, somebody can hack it. Yep. That's, and so it's all it is. This is one of those situations where, even outside of the hacking situation, they are prone to massive failures, and I. This is just, this has no, like, this is just a personal thing that I have. It's like, i rather people fail me than the computer. You know what I mean? You cannot hold a computer accountable for anything. You just can't. You don't give a shit, you know? But 
people can be held accountable. And so if I'm going to be in a world where we're fallible and mistakes are going to happen, I want those mistakes to come from humans. You know what I mean? That's just a personal preference. I don't have any, per, you know, this is why, you know, we should all jump on this ideology. It's just, I've, I've never seen someone get reciprocity from a computer, you know, and that's what you would want in this case of an accident. And here, that's not going to happen, you know, and I don't want to see that to, to be the precedent moving forward. I would rather my electrical vehicles still be controlled by a human. So at least then we can ascertain what happened. But here, you know, it's opaque. It's stuck behind Tesla's proprietary software. We'll never know what the fuck happened there. I mean, and Tesla will never be held accountable. Even more simpler than that, you know what I mean? As, as someone who used to do mechanic work for the military, like, I'm, I don't really fuck with newer cars simply because they make them more difficult to repair on mm -hmm. your own. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like, they make you uh, um, dependent on the dealer and shit like that, which I just don't fuck with. And now dealers are doing this hilarious thing that I can't believe a single individual is actually kowtowing to, but they're charging motherfucking subscriptions for yeah. fucking, yeah, we fucking about features this. in the car. Yeah, we talked about this. That is mind-blowing. It's like, why I don't fuck with like, BMW no more. Like, yeah. Who the fuck would pay for that? Bro. Like, who the fuck? Like, bro. But then again, it's me. I already know me that it's super easy for corporations to price themselves out the game for me. So I already know. You know what I'm saying? The minute you start talking some shit like, hey, you know some shit that's always been available you, available for you, available to you since you were born? How about we charge you for that? And you I'm, you and I'm gonna be like, the worst part about it is, for me at least, for me at least, the worst part. Tripping is that they're gathering data on you and they're selling it so they don't even have to charge you. They're you making me? money on both ends of it. Like, your seat warmer data, they're selling that data to, to engineering firms so that they know how popular the feature is. They're selling, they're telling them the data of what the average temperature being used is. They're sending them the data of when your windows go up and down and how long you drive with the, and what music you listen to. All that shit's being recorded in that, in that Tesla computer and being sent back to them. They're aggregating the data Collating it, sending that bitch out for sale. So all that subscription shit, read your TOS, bro. Read your TOS. You're giving them the right to monitor your dumb ass. <laughs> all right. I just don't like people up in my up in my shit like that. Just unnecessary, you know? And the, you see, I don't... Well, I do. It's a very greedy business model. And honestly, what they should do is they should split it with the person. If you're going to subscribe to that, here, we'll give you a discount because we're gaining so much money on the back end. We're not going to give you a cut of your own data money, which in, in a lot of other countries, that's becoming a thing. The, the government is requiring, uh, I think this is happening in Germany, I want to say. The government is requiring companies that collect your data, who sell that data, to notify you. And also, I think they're working on ways of compensating people for the data that they generate that's being sold, which I think is... I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. I would prefer we don't do that, you know, but at least they're trying to compensate people for shit. These niggas out here is just taking their money and running. Yeah, that's, that's why you come to America. There's less consumer protections. Mm-hmm. Well, as a business person, anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that one, yeah. Tesla, they, they've squandered all of their goodwill with me for the most part. Because there was a time when I thought, I, I was never an Elon Musk fan like that, but I was a fan of of the form factor and the functionality of the Tesla. But, you know, and, and, and listen, you would have to show me 
a lot more Tesla crashes before I think like, oh, they're just terrible machines because regular cars fuck up all the time too, you know? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, but the way that these Teslas are, are fucking up, like just stopping on the highway, like, nah, B, nah, nah, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my Tesla battery, you know, or something like that. It's like, okay, I expect wear and tear. I expect, you know, certain things in a consumer product that's supposed to be, you know, uh, consumed through cyclical consumption. I expect it to have certain flaws, but those flaws shouldn't be so critical that people die. That's that's where I kind of throw my hands up. You know what I mean? At least when my combustion car, you know, uh, 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 shuts down on me, I still have the momentum of the 70 miles an hour is going to pull off the highway. But when your Tesla shuts down on you, the brakes lock. <laughs> like, holy shit. What the fuck? So, yeah, it was just one of those things, man. I hope people are aware of that because those Teslas aren't safe. <laughs> They they are they aren't safe until uh see and this is the double edged sword of that Elon Musk or or Tesla in general should be notifying people of the software flaws that's going on but in doing so they will open themselves up to hackers you know what I mean and I don't expect them to do it all the time but if there's a software flaw that's causing people to crash their cars I don't know. I feel like the consumer should be brought in on that to some degree, you know, <laughs> like at least a little bit. But, you know, obviously that's not the the call from up top. But, yeah, we'll see where that lands on. Um, and which one do we want to wrap up with here? Uh, this one I thought was hilarious. So, you know, Bolsonaro's failed coup went down and uh, Lula is over there sweeping up his homeboys quick, fast and in a hurry, putting them niggas straight in jail. <laughs> Bolsonaro's still here in the U.S., though. And so there's a bunch of Brazilians that came here that are his supporters that are outside of his house, like, praying for him and doing all this shit. Like, there's a gang of niggas outside clowns. his house praying for him. Full, Full clowns. clowns. Fully clowns. <laughs> but Imagine me worshiping another human being. Niggas are stupid. Out of this world. Um, th- but I say that all to say that he's trying to get back to Brazil now because a news story broke recently that showed that the Omaha PD was training the... They, they found uh, connections on the Brazilians connecting them back to the Omaha PD. So when he was here, he was planning the coup. And he was training people, and we were aiding him. Omaha PD, though not a federal institution, that's an American institution. You know, now, um, of course, they were smart about it. They didn't get them trained at, like, the School of the Americas or somewhere where it would be linked back to the... <laughs> you know, American government, they had a small police department do it. But this is just another byproduct that is the negative aspects of the militarization of our police. Now we're using them to train insurrectionists in other countries. I mean, to be fair, you know, Who's they're not do very better? good. No, 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 no. Didn't really work, though. You know no, what I mean? they did a terrible job. Didn't really work, though. It, it, it speaks to a lot. They have the military equipment. Do mm-hmm. they have the training? No, because we don't really train our cops. We just give them guns and instructions. Yes. The thing is, is that that wasn't the part that failed. What failed was the organization of the military. See, the insurrectionists, because it wasn't official military being trained by them. It was the the coup insurrectionists, yeah, the, yeah. the civilians, I gotcha. who were being, who were being uh, I guess, prepared. Because I don't really want to call it training, because you're right. We don't train them properly. Um, I mean, unless it's just, like, marksman training, that's about all. That's but, pretty um, much what I'm assuming it was. 
But yeah, so it's most like, likely they got scammed and they gave them niggas some bullshit ass trading and they took their money. That's and that's in, what. And I'm in the end, that's that what happened. they're probably gonna tell the judge. Like, nah, nah, judge, we was just fucking with them, yo. We was just taking their money. You, feel you know, me? and and that's the plausible deniability that they have, and that's part of why they didn't want to use a federal institution to do the training because, a, I they wanted to be able to 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 claim that they didn't that it wasn't America. It was a rogue agency because technically this was never supposed to come out. It wasn't for the fact that on their end they fucked up and they succeeded in the 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 coup uh, uh, the rioters succeeded in breaching and fucking up the Capitol. But what they didn't do is secure that the military was supposed to stay out of the Capitol. You see, like that's what they did in in America. Trump made sure that uh, well, not Trump, but the people who were actually running the coup made sure that the military was not in there because if the military was there in all likelihood they would have been arresting the rioters not anyone else and so they said don't bring the military in in brazil they did not do that they were unable to keep the military out of it and that's why they swept in and arrested everyone so fast and so yeah you know the the efficacy of their training probably wasn't high but not for nothing, that's not where their failure came from, you know? So it's 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 one of those things, you know? Like, America's got so much comeuppance coming, and I'm, I'm not scared, but I'm, I'm worried because the kind of comeuppance that are going to come back are, this is how you make terrorists. You see what I'm saying? When you, when, when you foment a coup in a democratic country and you cause unrest for no reason, you create people who have ill will towards you. Now, I'm not saying it's right for them to come over here and blow stuff up, but you're giving people a reason to. And it's not good. We need to decrease the amount of that happening. And it's sad because you'd think that a Democrat in the White House would do something about that. No. But you wouldn't think that if you actually knew what the Democrats were about. But based on their projections, you wouldn't expect that from them. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're fomenting unrest in a in a huge neighbor. Brazil's not that far from us, geographically. You know what I mean? That's a neighbor. When we're talking about in the grand scheme of things, Russia, China, Brazil's our neighbor. That's not cool. And Lula has a lot of goodwill in his country. A lot. He's got a lot of goodwill in his continent because South American leaders are rallying behind him. So, you know, it's just one of those things, man. America's going to have some comeuppance to do. And I hope it happens on the world stage and not on the individual stage. I hope that the world starts to react to America as the, the country that it is, not individuals. You know, because that would lead to, to countries making smarter decisions about trade and stuff like that with us. Because honestly, what we need to do What we need to see in the world before things get better here is for other countries to start turning away from our model. Because the only reason why our model is so powerful is because everyone keeps on yucking it up. And unless they stop yucking it up, we're still going to keep making money off of it, which is going to keep encouraging us to do it. It's the only thing that America responds to. So until we cut Israel and and, and, uh, um, all of the other uh, uh, apartheid states that we're funding— it's not going to work. It's not going to work here because the money that they make abroad is always going to funnel back into strengthening the system here. And 
we have finite resources as a, as a citizenry to try to counteract this, you know? So it would require somehow on the global stage for other countries to stop consuming our model before anything would ever really uh, manage to, to get better here. Because our police problem has, is like a cancer and it's, it's dug so deep into so many things, it's going to take a lot of work to excise it. But yeah, man. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap up on that one. I appreciate you guys. If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and, Heron's, and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.